ladies and gentlemen of the Pittsburgh Power Driver podcast audience and whoever, if you've stumbled upon this, we're on a pretty momentous week in wrestling. And I just want to take a second to point out some of the unsung heroes uh, for that have been getting the shaft for a long time, but deserve a lot of recognition. The women of uh, across the wrestling world here. And in no particular order, I just want to go ahead and uh, list off some of these wonderful inspirations to me. Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, Brie Bella, Nikki Bella, Charlie Caruso, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, Maria Kanellis, Renee Young, the entire Riot Squad, Sasha Banks, Stephanie McMahon, Asuka Bailey, The Iconics, Carmella, Kari Sane, Kayla Braxton, Lana, Maurice, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, Zelina Vega, Paige Aaliyah, Bianca Belair, Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, Deanna, Deanna Peruza, Io Shirai, Casey Catanzaro, Mia Yim, Rhea Ripley, uh, Tainara Conti, uh, I'm going to mispronounce this one, Ela Dawn over in NXT UK, Kaylee Ray, Tony Storm, Zaya Brookside. Let's not forget some of the women of the past, Tori Wilson, Stacey Keebler, Candice Michelle, Lita, and AJ Lee, and Trish Stratus. And then some of the ones that uh, you're going to come to know here in AEW, like Allie, uh Bea Priestley, Brandy Rhodes, Leva Bates, Penelope Ford, Sadie Gibbs, and last but not least, Dr. Britt Baker. I want to just say from the bottom of my heart, I would. You're listening to the Pittsburgh Pile Driver Podcast. Well, if you're still listening after that amazing cold open, then God bless you. This is Tiger Bomb. Uppercut? Uppercut! Wow, way to to fucking roll that Whoa, Let's cut it. No, I'm joking. This is Tiger Bomb Tom. Welcome to the P3 Podcast. Uh, We are are down one man, but I'm going to do my best to invoke the spirit of one Alec Ransom here. And so I'll say, uh, as I'm introducing people... Uh, this person can die in a tire fire. He's the worst, and he can suck it all day long. Beef the legend. How are you tonight? Hey, everybody. I'm pretty. That's great. Fucking... Nobody cares. Okay. <laughs> wow, that was wildly accurate. I know, right? Pretty, no, but how are pretty, you? Pretty, pretty excited to uh, to talk about this week wrestling because fucking last night's raw was just abysmal. So uh, we're 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 all, we're all looking forward to no. that. Now I will preface all this. By the way, I am since wait, wait, Tom. Wait, wait. Oh wait, no. I'll, you know what, I'll... Tom? I you're invoking the spirit of ransom right now. The advocate for my advocate is going to speak. <laughs> go ahead. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Tiger Bomb Tom, and Uppercut. I'm the advocate. <laughs> and I'm the advocate invoking one Mr. Alec Ransom, who is the advocate. For your reigning, defending, undisputed, chooserweight champion of the P3 podcast, Poot Lamard. Baby, yes I am still, whether by hook or by crook, your reigning, defending, undisputed, chooserweight champion of the P3 podcast. And it's going to come to an end eventually, but by God, what a ride. Hey, let's before we get too far into this, let's go ahead and thank our wonderful sponsors, uh, definitely want to thank and continue to plug IWC Clearfield X on Saturday night, October the 20th. 
Uh, if I could remember, Wait, handsome Hank. Wait, what? No, Hank, no, twelfth, buddy. You're the worst. The twentieth. Yeah, I know, right? You're the worst. The, the worst. twelfth. Yes, I know. Uh, so of course, the Saturday night, October the twelfth. Uh, if if I could remember the old handsome Hank, the Hank Hudson routine, I would uh, I, I would invoke that. But um, my my years are beyond me. So uh, oh, handsome hardcore a, Hank the Tank Hudson. Yes, yeah, sir. Uh, legend of of, uh, of uh, independent wrestling, uh, but should should be a great night of uh, of action for real. Um, you know, we've we've talked about ad nauseum. So uh, talk to Sean, get some tickets. Uh, visit the IWC website. Uh, get your tickets there. Just get tickets, man. Show up. Hey boys. Uh, and uh, show out. Hey boys. Guess what? What's up? I have our tickets. Woohoo! Yes, boys. I've got it. Hooray! We got I our will tickets. Actually be there. It's going to be a I'm good ready. time. By the way, just to let you guys know, and I will say this on the podcast, you may very well get to meet um, the uh, the lady friend that has been eating up Poot the Bard's time. Ooh. You might. Might. That's a heavy might. might. But you might. Does she, listen to the, does, does she listen to the podcast? Oh, for Christ's sake, no. <laughs> For then, then, sake, then, no. then I could probably get away with saying that she might be any more of Poot the Bard than his time. How are you doing? Oh, hey. wow. Yeah. Uh, we also like the thing. You're securing the resident. fact I'm never going to get laid ever again. Just like my family uh, yeah. sabotaging and never going to have grandkids. Go on, Beef. <laughs> <laughs> I would also like to thank, we would also like to thank our wonderful uh, co host of the, uh, the podcast here, Mr. Tiger. Uppercut. Uppercut. Bomb Tom and his uh, wonderful work over at the Casual Gaming Dad uh, channel on Facebook. I guess not really a channel; it's more of a page. But you know, it's a, it's a corner well, of the page. It's a, it well, is it is a fucking lifestyle. It it is. I'll tell you what. There, it's well, it's it's a Facebook page. It's a YouTube channel. It's a Twitch channel. So it's 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 a page and a channel. Why it not? is everything that you want it to be at any time. Check him out because I know that you can not only check out his live stuff there, but you can also go back and watch videos of the past. Hell yeah! Um, and he's Don't always got a lot yourself. of great stuff. <laughs> exactly, he's, got, he's always got a lot of great stuff going on. So uh, I'll tell you check what, man. Him out on that. I love your. I, I'm loving your uh, South Park playthrough, buddy. Oh, uh, dude, I'm. I'm actually believe it or not. <laughs> so right before you came in, uh, Beef was talking about how he was uh, going into some Fallout, and I was just like, "Well, screw it. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna kill some time and do a little uh, side questing and grinding here." So that's actually. And then what I I'm, appeared out of nowhere. And then you appeared out of nowhere, but you know what? I still got the game on, and I, I can multitask. And apparently, oh, okay. Poot the Bar was doing a little bit of side questing and grinding, too. How are you doing? Hey! <laughs> yeah, okay. So, uh, you know what? We, we might as well throw this out before we get into the meat of Raw and stuff like that, because I know it's a little bit later than we normally record the podcast. Not for you folks listening right now, but, uh, you know, for when we're recording it. So one of the things uh, that we talked about doing here on uh, the P3 podcast was uh, doing a uh, an episode of the podcast where we talk about ourselves, you know, our interests and, you know, what we do and who we are. You know what I mean? Aside from the characters who tell you to go pay forty nine ninety nine, you dumb bastards. By the way, forty nine ninety nine, you fucking idiots. Pay it. Yeah, where the pay hell it is right it? now. Go to Give go on to. Oh, by the way, the other uh, the other uh, I would say, can we say sides? Side influencer because I don't think sponsors right Gould Gaming. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, you know what? And actually, I'm uh, before I forget, I, I'm going to confirm right now whether or not those are up on my uh, up on the section. But um, uh, yeah, a big. A I big mean, shout I've out. just been 
I've I've just been treating Gold Gaming like a sponsor all along because he's given us some bitchin' T-shirts, and I want to oh, make sure yeah. we're his name out there. So well, we um, but yeah, I, um, let me I'll I'll go ahead and uh, I'll yeah, thank, take a look uh, at that while I while I ram <coughs> ramble. Um, I was gonna say I'll I'll thank Gould Gaming because they yeah. are they are uh, my sponsors here, and uh, I want to thank them for uh, doing the custom order for our Pittsburgh Pile Driver podcast T-shirts, and I'm about to see. If they have already put them up in my section or not, so you're gonna get an answer here in just a second. Well, I I'll, I'll tell you what, like the t-shirts are great. I wore it today. I had some people ask about the podcast where I went, and uh, it was really cool. Like I was like, yeah, it's my podcast, uh, uh, you know, and and I'm Poot the Bard, and you can go ahead and listen. It's really cool if you're a wrestling fan. Um, but the thing is, we talked about doing an episode where we talk about ourselves, like the actual people. And our interests, and one of mine is um, uh, guitars. I love gear. I love guitar gear, and I work on them. I repair them. Uh, I love lamp. I'm, what? I love lamp. And I love lamp. <laughs> um, I had to. Sorry, and I ahead. build like I I I am in the process of a build from scratch, like raw pieces of lumber, and nice. making a build. Um, and one of the things I said I do, I I repair. People bring me their guitars to to fix, and I I do that, and I actually you know get paid money to do that. And I was sitting over there. One of my weakest things is wiring, and I was over there wiring a guitar that's very complicated, and I was beating my head against the wall, and I have to get it done. Uh, so even after the podcast is done, I got to go back over there and try and finish it. Oh no! So, yeah. It, it's well, almost done. Too. It's almost right. It's like a, super a, close. I was gonna say with a half broken hand now. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that's the other, oh you saw that on my Snapchat, huh? No, no. Well, oh no, you, you I bought a me. belt sander and I literally took off. Uh, you know what? I'll send you a picture and you can take a look at it. Uh, but oh, go I'll, on. I'll, from, okay, I'll, I'm rambling. Go on, beef. Take over. <laughs> yeah. So my, my but before we really jump into it, yeah, to expand on what Pootsbar was saying. Um, we are uh, going to be doing an old-fashioned uh, um, Ask Me Anything. Yeah, AMA, Ask Me Anything. So um, what we're trying and what we're thinking about doing is uh, the Saturday that we come up for uh, when we all get together for the Clearfield IWC, IWC show, which is on – that's a tongue twister uh, – which is on Saturday, October the 12th. Yes. Uh, not – not the Silver Dome, brother. Um, but October 12th. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. So, um, yeah, right. Uh, so, we, we're 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 really thinking kind of throwing them out on that day. So, we're gonna pin a uh, post of Facebook uh, for where you can ask questions. Feel free to drop them on Twitter at Pit Pile Driver. Feel free to drop them in our in, in our email, uh, Pittsburgh Pile Driver Podcast at Gmail .com. Um, you know, we, we have an Instagram now. I don't have that readily available because I'm an idiot and my wife runs it's, it. It's Pittsburgh uh, Pile Driver Podcast. If yeah. you search it separately or all one word, you sh it should come up. Feel free to drop it there, man. Like, just give us some stuff. And, and, and of course, uh, this is going to be a live show. Uh, so anything can and probably will happen. So uh, feel free to pop in and drop questions. Live sex celebration. Well. Uh, hopefully so, um, not at the establishment we're thinking of having it. So, yeah. I just had to what? throw it out there because cause I, cause I always find a way to weasel in a live sex celebration reference. 
and I didn't last week, and I was sorely disappointed in myself. So you did, I had yeah, to. you did. No, you did. Oh yeah, it was me who did it. That's right. You did. Yeah. Oh yeah. By the yeah. way, check out our uh, Facebook chat. So okay, I'm gonna admit oh, right now, I did not get to watch Raw. I have been very busy. Um, and Ooh, also busy sanding your fucking fingers off. Jesus. Yeah, that's yeah. that's fun. Yeah. By the way, when you buy a belt sander and it comes with eighty grit sandpaper on it, be <laughs> fucking careful. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it it literally that result that you guys are looking at, and I will try and remember to put a picture up of it right here. Um, that result was from probably about maybe three quarters of a second on the belt sander. Oof. Yeah. Then what was the point? Then, then what was the point of uh, of sanding your face off? Go on, Pooch. Well, the, the, well, you know, I mean, reasons. Anyway. So, I didn't watch Raw this week. I've been very busy, but I have watched some reviews of it, uh, read some reviews of it, and man, I'll tell you what, Beef, you're not wrong when you said it was a shit show, because apparently they're doing a double cuck angle, um, they're doing, oh, like, some weird, like, Seth Rollins versus Rusev... Like, fucking, there's going to be a tag match at the next Saudi Blood Money show. So United States me... Championship. Like, fucking, what is happening on Raw? So, I will preface this by saying I didn't watch Raw in totality. I didn't even watch Raw in, like, in half-tality. I was watching the Steelers game last night, as I expect all, well, most of you uh, listening probably we're doing as well because it is the Pittsburgh Powder podcast and the Stillers are the city. That being said, I did try to keep at least a little bit of a, of a um, finger to the pulse of it. Uh, so what we got were three title matches of which I think were reasonable contenders that were more or less buried. Um... The, the fucking uh, Cedric Alexander thing continues to happen. Why, I don't know. And the, the thing I'm talking about is not him being pushed. It's the fact that they push him and they immediately fucking withdraw like a fucking turtle into the, in, into the shell. That notwithstanding, because I get it, it's television. They're going to save the title changes for pay-per-views. Although, it would have been a great TV moment to have at least one title change on your season, season premiere. I digress. The problem with Raw was two things. First of all, this fucking blood money show. I think we're all over it. I, I really, truly do. Uh, I don't think anybody in this hemisphere too much gives two shits about it. I, I think that there are some people who watch it. I think that there are some I, people who will enjoy it. Go ahead. Well, no, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I think the thing with the Saudi Arabia shows is like it's not a bell curve it's like a half a bell curve because like what happened was the first time they did it there was a shit ton of hype because it was like breaking ground you know what i mean it was a mm -hmm. big deal that they were doing this and the first one although not good it like set a precedent for possible positivity Right? 
Yeah. Mm. Okay. They couldn't have women on the show. There are some boundaries that had to be set that were unfortunate. But it was a step in a quote unquote, and I'm using this term loosely in retrospect, right direction. Can we agree on that at the time? In principle. In principle at the time. But, but, but the, wait, 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 wait. I'm not done. The next one, the hype was less because there was not much change. Then the, the one after that, because there have been three, correct? Uh, there have been question. three. Yes, yeah. The, the third Crown one. Jewel, Crown Jewel, uh, be, the um, Best Crown in the Jewel, World. The greatest, then, no, um, greatest, greatest Royal, Royal Rumble, Rumble. Greatest Royal Rumble, Crown Jewel, and then another Crown Jewel. In either way. Wait, whatever, there have anyway. been three so far. But my point was... At first, it's this positive thing that was happening. Then you're like, well, not much has changed, and it's like a house show, and it's kind of weird, but, I mean, good could come out of it. And then the last one, it was like, oh, WWE is accepting blood money. Yeah, okay. Now we yeah. get what's going on. So, so subsequent ones from that. there, and also attendance for the last one was apparently abysmal. Yeah, way yeah, down. It was. Here, here's the thing that, that kills the, the Saudi shows for me, and I haven't really hit my point yet about Raw, but uh, we're, we're, we're talking about Saudi, so I'm going to stay on that. Um, and, and, and I think you're confusing the, the one show with an Australia. The Super Showdown was in Australia. Yes, yeah, Super Showdown. Sorry. You're right. You are absolutely that was correct. A, different thing but it was the same fucking thing which was a glorified house show that was my big problem with the first Saudi show it was a and that they have been since glorified house shows no title changes no real like substance to them it just felt like a big extended episode of raw but the problem with it is is that okay great you know we're we're we're, we're, we're talking about um ingratiating a, another culture into our own awesome we need more of that in this world and then that dude got killed over there. That, that, that reporter got killed. And everybody's like, ooh. That, that just WCW came back into out. the media, by the way. Yeah, they're like, ooh, WWE should, pull, or WWE should pull out of that. Ooh, Vince should pull out. And he didn't. And everybody's like, ah. So it was yeah, never about. Yeah, it was, it was never about culture. It was never about westernizing or easternizing anything. You, it was about the fucking blank check that he was receiving. Do you know and, how and, fucking good it would have made them look if he would have pulled out of that show? Exactly. Yep. And and that furthers the point that we were talking about last week with the whole uh, Muhammad Hassan stuff. So yep. just goes to show you where, uh, yep. where his loyalty lies is in his pocketbook. But... So uh, no. the bottom line here with uh, I'm sorry I, I'm 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 wrapping up my point I promise Tom. Uh, okay. So the the problem one with last night's raw is they're setting up this five on five match with in, in Saudi Arabia Team Hogan versus Flair. I you know I don't fucking care that that's a good spot for those two because they can't fucking ruin anything. Okay, great. Mm. But okay, that's a that's a good point, well, Tom. Well, but, well, I, I got I got a point on that after you're done making this point as far as the fine. whole Team Hogan yeah, well, Team Flair thing. Um, there, there's plenty to talk about on Raw, so oh, yeah. circle back. But here's the thing: it is fucking October officially. Uh, next month is Survivor Series, which will be theoretically headlined by a five-on-five -five match. 
I, again, I, I missed the beginning of Raw, or no, I, I missed that the, the start of that segment, the Miss TV segment. So I thought they were talking about Survivor Series. It was only after reading some more results that I'm like, wait, that's for the Saudi show? Why the fuck are they booking a five-on-five traditional Survivor Series tag team match at not Survivor Series? Anybody? Uh, no good reason. Yeah. Bueller? Nothing. There's no good reason. You're, you're, you're 100% right. There's no fucking good reason. Go ahead, Tom. Uh, so my, my point was just going to be that um, if they were smart, the way they could have, uh, they, they honestly, they shouldn't even use Seth Rollins and Randy Orton and whoever else they're going to use at this point. You want to you wanna talk about doing something and making a big difference. Now, I know they can't do this because it's going to be a crown jewel uh, and you can't use women, but ones that would have been better better suited for that as the captains, captain of Team Flair, Charlotte, obviously, captain of Team Hogan, Becky Lynch. Can you imagine doing it? Can you imagine the rub that all those female uh, superstars would get from, you know, being there with the likes of Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair? Can you imagine how much that would do for some of them getting that rub? Like, look at somebody like, even though she's currently a champion, Bailey Uh, of the of the four horsewomen, quote unquote, Bailey is like kind of low woman on the totem pole there. That that could do something really good for her. So I think they they definitely missed the ball. They should have they should have waited until Survivor Series. I agree with you yep. on that. And I think and I think that would have been a better a better suited thing for them was to you know to to go that route instead of Seth Rollins and you know and Randy Orton whoever the hell else they're going to use. Absolutely. Yep. <clears throat> but that that was my point. I was going to make was just that um, about using the and, women. And- And the biggest problem with Raw last night was the end. So you have Seth Rollins versus Rusev. What? what, Cuckold City? (laughs) Yeah. So first of all, let me talk about... So I'm... I like Rey Mysterio. I I like the idea of Rey Mysterio. I don't like the idea of Rey Mysterio in a title match in 2019, but I get it. So I, I understand, you know, asterisk card subject to change but why though <laughs> like was ray injured Did... I, told, I, I told you last week why it was it was all a vehicle <laughs> to get the fiend out there that's exactly what it was and it's exactly but what speaking, it turned out to be speaking of which i'm sorry I'm looking at Bleacher Report just to go back over raw because I did look at it just so I knew what I was talking about this is the best thing Bleacher Report could have said they gave the final segment, which was Universal Championship Seth Rollins versus Rusev. They they gave it a C minus. This is BleacherReport.com. That's fucking generous. Wait, ready? The analysis quote is the best thing in the world. Ready? Rollins yep. and Rusev were having a solid title match together before it all went bad. Rusev and Lana are a strong pairing that did not need to be broken up. The last time this happened, it was an absolute mess. Remember Dolph Ziggler? And oh, Lashley boy. isn't going to elevate it. Certainly not with his baby no. voice and fucking no charisma. That All <laughs> that was added by me. Here's the last quote that made me like, laugh super hard. This should not have closed the show. Luckily... Bray Wyatt turned out the lights and reminded everyone what really matters. Yep. Right. Exactly. Guy. 
Spot the fuck. Oh my god, that was so good. That was so good. When, when, he, he's, when he's choking Rollins out saying, Die! Oh my! Like, yeah. that's... Right? So you go, like, from two ends of the spectrum. So, a lot of people seem to think that this this whole cuckold thing might be a, a, a Heyman shtick because of what Canales is doing. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't feel thing. like this is Heyman. He's but too I'm clever telling for you, it, if and, and I was telling Tom this earlier, this feels like a Oh, it's good shit to me. Like, yeah. this feels like Vince saying, this is going to be great. So here's the thing. Here's my problem. First of all, Bobby Lashley. I thought he was going to be out like 17 months or whatever, and he's back in like two. Thank God I was so worried that the ratings would tank without Bobby Lashley on my team. Uh, I, and, I, and I even said this I said this to Beef uh, before, before we started recording. I was like, I didn't even realize that Bobby Lashley was injured. I thought they just weren't using him because fuck him. Who cares? So either way, <laughs> you know. Second of all, so you, this is, as far as I can remember, Rusev's first real opportunity at a heavyweight belt. I could be wrong about that. Um, you're not but, uh, I, I, I don't at a proper wrong. heavyweight belt. Yes. Yeah, because because yes, he's not, like the big not, belt. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because like, he's, like he's been uni or WWE, champion. right? Right. So. This, I don't think, was the... So, point A, why take Ray out? Or if you if you know you're going to take Ray out, why put him in that position to begin with? Why not put Rusev there last week so that you can pl- at least plug it for this week? I'm okay with the Lesnar attack on Ray. That's fine. Whatever. But the, the whole bait-and-switch thing bugs me, and, and it, it always has, and it always will. B, uh... This was not a proper vehicle to do this. Uh, you you have you have Rusev in his first honest to god big time spotlight since he faced John Cena, which was great until it wasn't. And this last <laughs> night was the same thing. It was great until it wasn't. Um, yep. You have fucking cardboard Lashley come out. No. And and then and then fucking missed spot. He stood there. It it felt like four minutes. It was probably closer to like an actual minute, minute and a half, like gesturing to the back, and everybody's like, "Oh man!" Even Vic Joseph said, uh, "You know what? It it may have been Dio. I'm not sure, but yeah." uh, One of them even said, "Oh, I think I know what's going on." To fucking sell it because somebody missed a cue, and then out comes Lana. Okay, we've done this before, whatever. But then it's a fucking like softcore porn on television like they are i feel like hey, hockey city i feel listen, like i can i can remember softcore porn from back in the day trust me that was that was wannabe softcore porn same sea doodles um the uh <laughs> the uh, no like get a max on vhs people i saw the clip what was more compelling than the forced tonsil hockey that was going on at the top of the stage was fucking rusev's reaction Dude, Dude, he sold it so well. I don't think it's a sell job. Do you remember the episode of The Simpsons where um, Ralph takes Lisa Simpson out to um, to uh, the the Krusty show, and she like tells him that she has no interest in him at all, and like Bart's watching it back at home oh, you, and like is going through slow motion. Goes, you you mean, can see his exact moment where you can see his heart break. You mean the episode called Poots Life? Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I, oh, the the, the I choo choo choose you. Uh, like in parts, <laughs> you know, that you can see the exact moment where his heart breaks. You can do that last night with Rusev. 
you can say what you will about stage kisses and whatnot, and I get it that if you're an actor, it's part of the it's part of the thing, and it, it's a sucky part of the thing. No matter what actor you ask, it's a shitty part. But of man, it. like you're taking a guy who a year and a half ago was over more than any of your current champions currently are, Becky Lynch included. And you are shoveling the stinkiest fucking shit in the world, like straight out of Taco Bell, right onto a Kaiser roll for him. <laughs> that's, and you're saying, that's here very, you go, man. Sorry. That's a, that's a very descriptive uh, statement uh, there. Sorry. I <laughs> mean, it's, it, it is the biggest load of horse shit that not only are you forcing the stupid, overdone, uh, melodramatic, fucking awful angle on him and Lana, and even, God help me, Lashley, but then you are forcing him to stand there and watch it and do nothing about it. Not like go berserk and go up and kick Bobby Lashley's ass, but force him to sit there and watch it. Yep. Which begs the question <sighs> if you're Rusev, we so we constantly like to um speculate on people's contracts. Because now that AEW is a thing, it's proven that there are greener pastures out there. Even if AEW has not said greener pasture, now you have NWA saying, Hey, we got a show. You have MLW saying, Hey, we got a show. You got MLW have, uh, though, back on Tuesdays. You know, I'm just I'm just you, saying there are options. Yes. No, more there's tons of them. There's now. tons of them. More people are coming up now because of the success that AEW IWC is having. Clearfield's saying, an option. What's right. that? IWC well, Clearfield's that, an option. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. you know, I, I hear what you're saying. But, you know, like, it, it feels like there are more real options now. So so you have a heart-free agent like Rusev. Why? Or, or I mean, and, and this, this, this beckons back to the revival and the backshaving thing. Like, these guys... Are guys who could potentially go, they're charismatic fucking bombshells that could go and do some really good stuff somewhere else. Why are you forcing this kind of shit onto them? Yeah, I don't know. That's a that's a really it begs the question. I'll t- I'll tell you what though. Uh, I mean, we could we could go on and on and on about Raw until uh, the cows come home. But I, I want to shift the I want to shift the focus a little bit to something a little bit more positive. All right. Um, be, being that it was uh being that it aired after we recorded the podcast none of us got a chance to watch it at that point uh how about how about this past week's nxt what did, oh that's that's not the reaction i was no hoping for, i didn't but dude i i hate being an asshole i didn't catch it either man i've been busy okay, that, no that's all right that's all right i i um, feel bad because normally i'm busy. on top of how you doing hey all right that's... beef all right all right okay beef all right okay beef all right beef okay beef so yes tom you're right to nxt was great last uh, week and it, no, was, it was a huge step up it, than it one was. Of the previous week yeah, I was gonna say it, it definitely uh it, it definitely now I I personally didn't really have much of a problem at all with uh with week one like Beef did, but Beef but Beef and I were talking about it beforehand and I know he said that uh you know he definitely enjoyed this week's a lot more. And I I gotta say, man, Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic, hell of a match. If if nothing else, uh Poot, if you don't get to watch the full episode, just watch that opening match. Just watch the opening and up through that match. No, that's I, all you need. 
I no, I I watched their first one and I loved it a oh, lot. Oh, this one's oh yeah, this one's really good like, too. I mean, you know, uh, the the second one, what three weeks ago, was better than the first one. I think this one last uh, last week was better than the second one. Yeah, I mean, it was you know, it's it's very clear that NXT is something special, but and and like I. I I'm going to be the guy that's shitting in all the Wheaties tonight, I'll be honest. But, I mean, you know, to me, whenever you're going up against, and, and we'll we'll see how it all plays out tomorrow night, and I'm very excited. But AEW is going to feel a lot, a lot like Raw, or Nitro, if you will, uh, to draw a comparison. Because you're going to have a big arena full of, you know, thousands of screaming people. Is we're talking about our fans that are actually going to be there and actually chant and not be on their hands, versus a percentage of that, and I'm talking about a tenth of that, hundreds of fans at full set. <coughs> the problem with NXT is never going to be the product. NXT is great whether you watch NXT the weekly serial, whether you watch NXT Takeover. NXT the product is always going to speak for itself. But until you get that product out in front of more people, people are going to be slower to adjust to it. And it's going to draw less eyes than AEW because it is a smaller venue. Yeah, I, but I, I don't. But I, I don't. I'm, I'm sorry, Tom. My, my point's really quick. Okay. I no, don't so mine. think. I don't think that the size of the venue matters. I think at that point, what they're relying on is name recognition and talent. Now, hear me out. AEW has a lot of talent that is known. The Bucks, Jericho, Kenny Omega, okay? And there are some guys that are, are, are you know, are known by, like, really, really big indie marks like Joey Janela, uh, Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, you know, the LAX. LAX, like, okay, like, stick with me here. Yeah, the LAX is, is a big one. That was kind of a coup. But, really, I mean, not, not nothing against these talents because I think they're going to do an amazing job. And they're going to give a fight. But, think about Ke uh, Keith Lee Dijakovic. Or what Adam Cole can do. Or what the Dream can do. Or what Roderick Strong can do. Or what any of the women's roster can do. Like, NXT is established. You know what you're going to get with them. You're not, I'm sorry, going to get a bad product with NXT. Even on their bad days, they're better than a lot of wrestling programming. Seriously, yep. they are. Like, you can Agreed. go ahead and make that argument that they're not. But they are. AEW, despite the talent that they have that has name recognition, they got a long way to go. The internal combustion engine, neither internal nor combustible. You two, discuss. Um, all I was going to say is I, I kind of agree with you. Well, uh, partially it, you brought up one point that I, I hadn't thought of was the name recognition. But I was just going to say that um, and this kind of goes to what a little bit to what Beef was saying is that 
you know, you look at Raw and look at SmackDown, you could have, uh, you know, close to 20,000 people, but how many of them are sitting on their hands? That's the one thing with NXT. Uh, yeah, there may only be, you know, under a thousand people in there or whatever. There may only be like 500 some people or whatever, but they are rabid fans. Like they are, you know, they are there. They are ready to roll. You know, they're, they put out so much energy and, and I'm sure that AEW is going to have, you know, quite a few themselves. And yeah, they're going to have the advantage because they're going to be in a larger uh, venue than, than NXT. But uh, still, that I have never, like Poot said, I've never seen an NXT show that even on its worst day was, you know, was worse than a Raw or SmackDown. So I... AEW is going to have a, a big uphill battle in that in that case in that regard and and not not only for the name recognition and stuff like that you know because we don't know what we're getting out of AEW just yet uh, the the lack of experience um, yep. you know mm-hmm. how many how many of the guys on AEW roster have done weekly live TV big time shot right like uh, Jericho Moxley Cody that's pretty much it. Uh, you want to technically count Brandy, but not really. She didn't really get into the swing of things. But really, those three, I mean, those are the only ones that have done live, weekly, episodic TV. So, I mean, they, they, it's a big learning curve for them. And I, I mean, I, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that they're going to, that they're going to completely flop the first week, but, um, I'm just saying that, you know, I, I feel like NXT still has a decidedly, uh, <coughs> slightly, Slightly uh, a slight advantage over AEW, but that I, said, that said, I got to ask you guys. Uh, I think we've talked about it before. I myself, I, I'm going to be watching AEW tomorrow night just because it's the first, uh, you know, the inaugural episode launch. Uh, afterwards, I think personally, what I'm going to do, it's going to be card depending whether I watch NXT or whether I watch AEW, and I'm. Beef and I were talking about it. I'm not going to go like flip flop back and forth because I want to be able to give my attention to one show uh, that week and then just you know, watch whatever on the DVR afterwards or the next morning. But I, I got to say this week I'm watching AEW for sure. Uh, what what about you fellas? Uh, Beef, what, what are you oh, going to be poop. watching? Yeah. Before you swoop in poop, my point is not necessarily about the end running product because I think that both shows – are going to give us a very similar in-ring product, and 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 I and I believe that because yes, there are guys who the indie who, who the smarks will know, but if you're a casual wrestling fan and you hit NXT, you're not going to know anybody. But you hit on TNT, you're going to see Chris Jericho, you're going to see D- uh, C- Cody Rhodes, you're going to see Dean Ambrose, John Moxley. You're going to see the faces that you know, and you're going to, oh, I didn't know where that guy ended up. The eye test is important, and here's why. I treat wrestling like sports, and God help me, that's probably a huge mistake. But I, but I do treat wrestling like sports. On a Saturday, you have a bevy of college football games to watch. ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN uh, News, uh, ABC, e- Fox, FS1. ESPN8, The Ocho. The Ocho. The you Ocho. Right, you are literally, you You have literally <laughs> eight to nine games at any given time that you can kind of zoom in and watch. You know how I make my decision? Not by the matchups, 
I kind of look at the stadiums to see which ones are the most packed because I know that that's going to give me the fun atmosphere. And if I hit a stadium that has like a double A team or, or, or like a, a, an FCS team, which is, which is like a lower rank than the, the regular uh, college football, and it's like half empty or, or, or there are way less fans, I'm like, eh, that's not, that's not as an exciting game. Even though I, you know, I could watch a blowout, a 35 to three blowout versus like a 21 20 game. You're a blowout because it's Sorry. a better where, because where it's a better from? crowd. That was ransom again. Because <laughs> it's a better crowd, um, and, and and I think that again, I'm I'm talking about casual eyes on product because let's be honest, the Smarks are gonna watch both shows. They're gonna watch NXT. They're gonna watch AEW. It's just a matter of which one is recorded, which one is not. We're not we're not kidding ourselves there. Well, I think when well, talked about casual fans, whenever they're flipping channels, you're going to see a little product. And this is kind of what ECW ran into back in the 90s. They didn't have and they you can make a whole lot of comparisons from ECW and NXT and AEW and WCW. And yes, ECW was the far better product, but WCW consistently got more better Oh my God! Better consistently, rating overall. Huh? Consistently, consistently more better. You heard me. Wow. <laughs> English major. Gone. Uh. But to answer your question, Tom, I'm watching AEW tomorrow as well um, because I think that oh. uh, you know I, I have no reason to believe that NXT is not going to be the same as Raw, where they're teasing three title matches, but we get zero changes. Now I think that we probably will get at least one change. I really do believe that. Ooh. Um, and yeah, you know what? And and on that note, we do have some predictions to get to tonight as well. No, nah, tonight we don't. No, we no? do not. I no, thought we were gonna no, do no, them no. and then okay, well No, no, because here's the thing, Tom. We're uh, we're looking at a, a, a compressed <laughs> show tonight anyway. Thank you, Pooh. Oh, sorry. Uh we're we're we're, we're kind of up uh, uh, fans, no sorry, but we're we're kind of up against a time uh, a time crunch. So I'm figuring we can just save the predictions for our, our own videos later on in the week. That way, we actually know the hell in a cell card and can predict some of this other stuff. We can talk a little bit about predictions if you want, because we do have some some matches tomorrow night. But I don't I don't I don't want to spend a ton of time on that. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Please. Fair enough. Um, just to put a pin in what you were talking about. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I think what you're saying is, um, I think what you're saying is no, no joking aside, you, you said like the eye test, what's the better product, but what has the better, you know, like recognition and stuff. I, I, I really feel like the, the casual fan, the problem is. WWE as a brand is so pervasive that no matter what they put out, you're going to recognize it as the upper echelon of sports entertainment and wrestling. Even if it is not as good as AEW, which who knows? NXT, man, I'll tell you what. If, if it was any other product WWE puts out, I'd be like, oh, AEW wins. But NXT is so, so good. Um, I, I, I feel like because you know, oh, NXT is a WWE brand. I don't really know a lot about this, but I know WWE puts out a historically good brand. This AEW, they're new, but 
the the shine can really wear off that quick. Like, you know, the new hot thing. I mean, my God, you see it with like, how often have you seen in your area if a new restaurant, bar, or whatever, something of that ilk opens? Yep. It's the hot thing right away. People love it. People go there. It's busy all the time. Then after a month and a half, what happens? It, 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 it tapers off. It tapers off. And then what happens is how you mitigate that taper off is how it determines what's going to happen with your brand, no matter how big or small it is. So AEW out of the gate is going to come out swinging. Everybody and their brother who's a wrestling fan is going to be watching AEW tomorrow night. And they're going to DVR NXT because historically people probably went, oh, NXT's live or, you know, it goes quote unquote live on Wednesdays. I'll watch it Thursday. That predilection is already there. So what you're going to do is you're going to watch NXT or uh, AEW live and then watch NXT the next day because that's how you've been conditioned. So what AEW has to do is make sure that 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 quick month and a half two months of hot heavy viewing is giggity mi- yeah right oh wait <laughs> uh no uh, that hot heavy viewing that they have um is <laughs> taken care of um after the fact and mitigated so that they maintain they will have a drop off but as long as they can stop the bottom of that drop off and just maintain, that's how well they're going to do. That's so my final of, thought. So, so speaking of, um, let's talk about AEW maintaining because they've already announced the main event for full gear. Unless Jericho loses the title, um, is going to be Cody versus Jericho. So, do you see them pulling that swerve? I'll be on no, but Jericho losing no, um, because Definitely I think that not. they're, I think that they're, that they're trying to distance themselves from what WWE has consistently done in the past, which is hot shotting titles. Now they've gotten better. To be fair, they have gotten better. To be fair, um, to be fair, damn you, but, beef. But uh, that being said, I, I think that they are going to be very much. The, the feel I get is that it's going to be much more kind of sport-oriented, which is great. But that being said, you cannot cut your nose off your face to spite it. I don't know that Jericho versus Cody is your money match at your, let's be honest, your first big pay-per-view as a brand. Now, yes, I understand that that was kind of all out, but I mean, again, realistically... All Out didn't have TV build-up. Full gear will. So, to me, I feel like your money matchup is going to be Jericho versus Kenny Omega. And I feel like a double turn would really work. That I think that you get Jericho as kind of like the, the grizzled veteran. And you get Kenny Omega as the cocky young heel. And if you work that angle, I think that the payoff would be really, really good. Well, um, it, it, in but, that, any, but that's just my two cents. 
in, in any case, I, I, I don't see Jericho dropping the title before the pay-per-view because like, uh, and why I, why I picked him at all out to win was, uh, and it was a hard decision. It really was. I really thought that they were going to put it on page, but the more I thought about it, the more I realized like, you know, you're starting TV. You need that name recognition. You need, you need that star power uh, to kind of carry you through the first month or two. That's, that's going to be Jericho. So regardless of who he faces, at the uh <clears throat> at the at the pay-per-view event uh in november is that is that november yeah november um yeah yep uh I, I, he's not losing it before then that that's the one thing i was gonna say um but yeah it's it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a really big week here a lot of uh, a lot of title changes or a lot of title opportunities not title changes um i i only I only the only title changes I think that are going to happen this week on TV, I believe, is going to be the NXT Women's Championship and then the WWE Championship. Ooh, wow! So before we so 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 before we start talking, kind of because we're getting kind of in a prediction mode, and that's fine. I I have no that's, problem. That's getting, all like, I'm going to. That's all I'm yeah, going to say on that. The weeklies. So I, I so so I have no idea. I, I have no problem doing like a, a, a weekly prediction, but I think we should save our hell in a cell predictions for later on this week. Well, but that's well. We're wrong. That, we're that roll, we're would be a non-title match, boys. Well, wait, well, wait, 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 match. wait. I thought Weekly? I thought we were wrong. Come on. No, I thought for this for this week here, since it was like kind of a historic week, I thought we were rolling that all into one card, like all these. That's what I thought too, because there are some championship matches going on. Yeah. Are we hearing that the Choosewey Champion doesn't want to defend his title? Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Who? Someone who is not the most longest and most reigns. Uh, is complaining from down there in the dirt while I'm up in my tower. Oh. Anyway, you. while you He's think about you, that, and, and while you while you ponder that, uh, Poot the Magnificent, Ooh. let me talk to you because I am I, I am very much focused on AEW this week because I think that it, it it is a historic week for them. So let's talk about the women's title match. Um, it Nyla is. Rose. Nyla Rose and versus, um, oh Riho. my goodness, what was her first? Riho, yes. Yeah. So, um, how do you guys feel about Nyla Rose being in the women's title match? Well, okay. I, I, I know where you're going with this. I this know, is, I know this, where this, he's... This, 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 is, this, is, this, is, this is our political topic for the night. Uh, no, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of taking ransom stead here. I'm going to make my peace with this. And then I'm going to let you two talk it out. Um, uh, okay. I think that it is progressive. I think that it is something that AEW is silently using uh, to, to kind of forward their thing. Because they have not. And I think this is very appropriate and very, very strategic. They have not made it very public that Nyla Rose is a transgender superstar. They have not made that the focus of her character. They've been like, you're part of the women's division. You're going to wrestle as a woman. And that's been it. And I think they're setting a standard. Um, or, or they're trying to set a standard. Um, and, and good on them. Like, I mean, that's fine. D you know, you do you. 
I feel like these kind of things, the fact that we're looking to have a political discussion, like a light political discussion on this, is telling of their motives. I think that Nyla Rose is going to be put over because of that. Is that good? Is that bad? That's for you to decide on your own. I feel like that's an individual decision. But I really feel like looking at it strictly from a pure wrestling standpoint, look at Nyla Rose, look at Riho. If Nyla Rose does not win, it's not believable. I understand you have the David versus Goliath effect. And that can be, you know, the, the underdog going into the match and winning or losing. And it can be a really good story. But I feel like it would behoove them to put it on Nyla Rose, not for any political reasons or not for it to make any kind of statements, but because Nyla Rose can walk the walk and talk the talk and make that be like, man, who's going to knock her off her pedestal, frankly, down the road, and maybe I'm biased, it should be Pittsburgh's own Britt Baker. Baker. Baby. But um, that's what I have to say about that. I like looking at it purely from a from a wrestling standpoint. Nyla Rose has to win that match, like it because it doesn't make sense if she doesn't. You and I are on the same page, Poot, and I, I just to to kind of you know jump a, a jump a little bit further off of that. Yeah, I I agree. Nyla Rose, uh, even I didn't even know that she was uh, transgender for no, until because they didn't make a big deal out of it. I didn't exactly. either initially. It, and and in this case, when it comes when it comes to wrestling, when it comes to professional wrestling, a or i.e. sports entertainment, whatever you want to call it, uh, pro wrestling like this, like WWE and AEW, it shouldn't matter if somebody is or not. Just the same way it shouldn't matter their sexual sexual orientation, anything like that. Now, if we're talking about if she's uh, combat fighting like UFC. Or if she was playing some sort of professional sports like football or something like that, then yes, it makes a difference. Because argue whatever you want. If if you're a hardcore conservative or hardcore liberal out there or whatever, if you're a snowflake, I don't care. I don't give a shit. But basic biology. I'm a raindrop. But well, you're 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 many things. But anyways, um, <laughs> uh. So uh, basic biology, men and women are naturally built a little bit differently. Typically, you know, men have a little bit more upper body strength, a little bit more broader in the shoulders. And with women, it's vice versa. So there is a physical advantage if you were a man that got a sex change and became a woman. You still have that genetically like you have that predisposition to a certain genetic uh, genetic makeup and a certain body type, body frame. And typically, not, you know, typically, I'm going to say, you know, uh, men are a little bit physically stronger than women in a typical sense, just because we naturally have that upper body strength and everything. However, uh, let, it, let it be known, I, I'm uh, in no way, shape, or form implying that I'm tougher than... Uh, some of the female wrestlers out there or anything like that because fucking Britt Baker or Rhea Ripley or 
you know, even Io Shirai would probably tear my ass apart, you know, from here yeah, to they would. Kingdom Come. Yeah, I'd like it. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> they would. Tom would. <laughs> they would. I would. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure all, the, all of them, the ones that I just mentioned, were actually on my list. Anyways. Um, I digress. You know, it's in this case, it shouldn't matter. And I don't think it will matter. I don't think that they're going to, I don't think they're going to make a big deal out of it and nor should they. And even like, just like you were saying, from a wrestling standpoint, I, I see Nyla Rose going over and I see Britt Baker being the one to kind of, you know, knock her, knock the queen off the throne there. Uh, when the, when the time comes. So that's, that's my two cents on it. So here's my thing, and uh, thank thanks for playing ball, Tom. You 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 were looking you you were you were smelling what I was couldn't put down. You kind of sidestep it, but that's okay. Um, it, it's it's a touchy subject. Um, so I'll be honest. Always giving your champ the shit. I get it. Buddy. Always, always. Um, so here's the thing. I had no idea that she was a transgender uh, athlete until after All Out. I don't know why I was yeah. uh, searching for her. Uh, it, may, it may have been for research on the show, but um, uh-huh. I, I typed her name into Tra- Google. Transgender porn fetish? No, not at all. Uh, I, I typed her name into Google, and it came up. Not, not that there's anything wrong like, with that. Exactly. It, it, and it came up Nyla Rose transgender, and I'm like, huh? Yeah. And yeah. So I, I think... read the Wikipedia article, and I'm like, huh? Because I because th- I think you were the one that brought it up to us, were you not? I was. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and that's that in and of itself is a great thing that you know we are to the point in society now where we can not have labels and just see her as a woman athlete. And and Tom, I'm I'm right there with you, man. Like this because it is a scripted um a scripted thing. It is. Uh yeah. I I have no problem with her being where she is. And I have uh, you know I, I think it will be historic. Uh, when she wins, I don't know if she'll win on Wednesday, but when she wins, it will be historic. Um, but I don't think that AEW will tout that at all. I don't think that Tony Khan will tout that at all. I think that, like you said, Poot, it's, it's going to be kind of a subverted thing. Like it's going to be under the radar and like a lot of people are going to normalize it. Right. A lot of people are going to be saying, Hey man, that's really cool. And I think that's what AEW is doing the best at right now. Is they're making a lot of people say that's really cool. Because they're bringing in so many different facets. Um, look at the inclusiveness that they're using. Yeah. Um, look even at though, the things. I was going to say, even though even though I don't think any of us could really stand them. Uh, I mean, they found a place for Marco Stunt, kind of, in a way. Exactly. And, and I mean, like, look at what they did with, uh, and forgive me, uh, I, I'm not familiar with that UK promotion, but the one that was advertising guys like um, Joseph Connors, Legaro, etc. 
and WWE pulled them because of that if that incident with the referee that happened not too long ago. And I apologize because that's a lot of references that some of you may not know if you're not hardcore wrestling fans. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm lost. Short, on, I'm lost on okay. the few myself, anyway. So, but, so long anyway. story the, short, that um, was that promotion. By the way, was um, uh, it was called WCP W. WCPW and then it was called not Evolve. What was it? It was um, <clears throat> but it was WCPW. We're, okay. we're 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 belaboring the point. Anyway, my, my, so so what happened is long. Here's here's a long story short. Um, a wrestler, <laughs> right? Uh, a wrestler basically went into business for himself on a referee. The referee had no idea it was coming. The promotion oh, had no yeah. idea it was coming. Okay. The referee, ba- the, the the guy basically went ham on on him, and the fans thought it was a legit like like part of the show, well, but it was not. Yeah. He was literally beating the shit out of the referee, uh, and it like the the, uh, the promotion that I'm thinking of is basically going out of business because of WWE NXT UK, more or less. But um, they were not associated with that particular event, but they I think they have connections with that particular wrestler. So WWE, uh, in the efforts of protecting the brand pulled the people out, uh, pulled their NXT UK athletes out of that show, which is a shitty move, being that it was basically the last show. So Cody Rhodes said, hold on, we got this. And uh, he's going to perform, uh, and he's sending over two or three others, and I, and I forget exactly the, the, the lineup that he's sending over, but he's basically uh, lending some AEW wrestlers over to that show, saying, hey man, NXT UK fucked you over? No problem, I got you. And people are going, that's cool. That's what AEW is doing right now, and, and, and I think that that's going to be largely what they do that's going to make them successful. Well, They're going to be a product that puts out there enough stuff that if, if, if something isn't your cup of tea, and we, we've talked about this before, if something's not your cup of tea, the next match might be. Uh, so there, there's going to be so much that's going to be so diverse. I, I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to it. That's all well and good. And and I and I can I I think that's amazing that they did that where they filled that gap, but the problem with that is, goodwill. It it it's one of those things that you have to be really careful how you dole it out, and and this might be me being jaded, uh, from. When you do good things without expecting anything in return. People tend to take advantage of it or view you in a way that's like, oh, they're doing this or they judge you. If you're doing it because you're like, wow, that's shitty. All right, let's help them fix this. And you're doing it literally because you're like, all right, let's let's help them do this. We have the means. We have the talent. We have the ability. But the but the problem is then people go, oh, so, yeah, you're you're doing this because you want the views. You don't actually give a shit. When you do give a shit, but you can't convince them because then anything you do is motivated by good press or bad press. You know what I mean? You, you <coughs> kind of have to be careful of that because then everyone will start questioning your motives. But that's a whole different can of worms, I guess. So so I want to, uh, since, since we kind of got a little bit of a late jump on things, I want to kind of... Uh, push things along because uh, I know we're not doing predictions or whatever, and we're going to do those in individual videos uh, later on throughout the week. What are um, we predicting? Wh- I'm st- um, well, so, so, so here, we- yeah, so, 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 so here was the thought, Poot. 
uh, Hell in a Cell is being very guarded right now as they've only announced three matches. Yeah. Um, so we're like, okay, well, let's put together kind of a smattering because we have uh, five we have title matches this week. Yeah. Uh, we, we have three on NXT, one on AEW, and then one on Friday Night SmackDown. Wow. So that we, we could, know about. So do we want to do those and then we'll do the rest of the the Hell in the Cell predictions uh, via yes. individual videos? I think I think that'd be perfect. What do you say, Poot? Are are you up for the challenge, sir? I like how Beef's just trying to fish for the championship. That's what he's doing. I'll be honest. No, No, it was. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. It was. It was my idea to roll this just because I figured with Hell in the Cell, with how little matches there were. You know what? Fuck it. I've always said every single time I'm fighting champion. Let's do it. Even even if I'm going in blind because I'm busy with other things i uh i i am uh, other things well other things actually seriously like no joke like joking aside a lot of it's been guitar work like seriously i believe that which is Um, awesome i'm super happy about that but like um no let's do it i'm a fighting champion i'll go for it and here and here's the thing too the other reason with it being like i said uh hell in the cell like beef said is being very guarded there's only three matches and let's be honest uh, when it co- when it comes to that particular pay per view, uh, I-, I think we're probably going to be picking pretty close to the same across the board. So says you, yeah. All right, we'll we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, Pitter right. patter. Yeah, hey, hey, Pitter yeah, patter. Let's get at her. Patter. Pitter patter. Let's get at her. Right. Uh, so, uh, you know what? Uh, Beef. Why don't you start us off? The first match I got here uh on the list is the nxt women's championship Shayna baszler defending against candace LeRae. who you got oh uh, be such a wonderful story if candace wins huh i'm picking Shayna. all right uh i'm next to pick and don't say don't say i didn't tell you so but if there's there's gotta be at least one title change out of those three i i feel because i feel like nxt needs to do something quote unquote big the fact that they're having, you know, all these title matches anyways on their show is big enough of itself. But um, <clears throat> I got I got to say, I think they're going to finally pull the trigger. And I think Candice LeRae is going to take this one. Think I know it's pull it on I know, TV, huh? Wow. I, I think so. I, honestly, I think. I don't know. I, I just feel like the time is now. And then and then that, that gives you a vehicle to either have Shayna take it back and become what the first time first ever three-time women's champion or um have Io Shirai start another restarter angle with Candice or whoever doesn't matter Rhea Ripley for even that for that matter you know so um yeah that that's what I'm going with Candice LeRae on this one if anybody takes that belt off of Shayna it's going to be Rhea Ripley I'm going with Shayna Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is her brutality. I, I'm not gonna lie. I do, I do want Rhea Ripley to take it off of Baszler. However, being the fact that she's just not involved right now, I don't know. I and they're kind of and they like they brought they brought Rhea Ripley in, kind of looking like a little bit of a face. But then if you if the last match that she just had, she was. She was kind of a little bit heelish. Yeah, but so. it but it it all serves her character, man. Like she's the cool heel. Like she's yeah, the heel right. you cheer for. She's in <clears throat> her character inherently is fucking mean. Like like that's the that's the thing. Is like and let's 
And you, let's not forget about Bianca Belair in the mix there too, you know. Oh, well, we can. Mm -hmm. it's fine. She's she's sniffing around, but anyways. Wow. Uh, all I'm right. Not, so I, I I like she's good in the ring. I'm just not a fan. I can't explain it. Okay, no problem, no problem. All right. Uh, let's see. NXT Tag Team Championships, Undisputed Era defending against Street Profits. I am up to pick first, and I'm going with the Undisputed Era, baby. Oh man, Tom. You know what? I'm. I'm going to agree with you because your pick is undisputed. Yep. Oh, man, Red Dragon. It's way too soon to take those titles off them again. Oh, agree. Uh, and plus I think plus I think the profits are eventually going to end up on Raw. So, uh no, yeah, give me give, give, give me the undisputed era. They're busy yeah. being the fucking Greek chorus of WWE. Yep, yep. That is true. All right. Um and then last but certainly not least, the NXT Championship, Adam Cole. Bebe oh. versus Matt Riddle. And speaking of Bebe, Poot, you're up to pick first. Do, okay, look, I I think it's erroneous at this point to have Matt Riddle. I love Matt Riddle, don't get me wrong. And he's believable because he's a, he was a legit like MMA fighter and everything. It's erroneous to take it off of uh, Adam Cole at this point. I'm going with Adam <coughs> Cole, Bebe. I, I pretty much already put us down across the board for Adam Cole. Is that a correct assumption, Beef? That is not, sir. What? You can strike my name. Wow. You want to talk about getting viewers on TV. You want to talk about pulling the viewers from the big show, the show that has all the, all the fans watching? Adam Cole, huh? You do it by hot potatoing your title on the first episode, or the first official Whoa. real big episode. I got Matt Riddle, man, and, and I think – Wow. God help me. I think that Adam Cole is bound for other things. Uh, I think the Undisputed Era will follow in tow at some point, but I think that Adam Cole is probably headed for the uh, for the for the bigs. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, I was wow. I was fucking nowhere near Albuquerque. All right. Uh, <laughs> damn. All right. Uh, this uh, this one, the inaugural AEW Women's Championship, Riho versus Nyla Rose. Um, uh, beef. Who you got? Who indeed? Um, you know, Nyla's the smart pick. Um, you, you know, we 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 just spent about fifteen minutes talking about it. How it would make a lot of big headlines, which is again what you want as a burgeoning promotion. You want to get your name out there. But I'm telling you, man, like, if I had to pick an MVP of the women's division, it would probably be Riho. Uh, not to say that Nyla's not talented, because she's super talented. And she's, like, the definition of, like, what a larger uh, woman should be when in, in the ring. She reminds me a lot of Keith Lee, honestly. Okay. But uh, I, I just, Is she the I, champ you know. You see? I think that. Kenny Omega has enough pull in the back that he is really going to make Yoshi Wrestling big, or going to try to make Yoshi Wrestling big in the States. And, right. I mean, right now, I got to pick Riho. Okay, so you're going Riho. Uh, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I'm going with Nyla Rose, Nyla as Rose. mentioned before. And who's going with Nyla Rose as well. All right. Uh, this one should be a no-brainer. Uh, I'm up first to pick the WWE Championship, Kofi Kingston versus Brock Lesnar, and this is on the debut episode of 
uh, Friday night SmackDown on Fox. Brock Lesnar all the way. I don't see how you could go with anything but Brock Lesnar. Poot, who do you have? Oh. Can I use championships? Uh, no, sir. Pass? Um, no, sir. <laughs> and I'll tell you what. I've stuck with Kofi, and it's it's worked. But, man, Fox love, loves Bork Laser, and Bork Laser is back, like, in spades because of the big fat fucking check that Fox cuts. Yep. I'm going with Bork Laser, man. All right, Beef, who you got? Let me pen a scenario for you, if you uh, know. All right. No, just, just, just give us a pick. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. I, I'm, you know, I'm channeling ransom. Just pick a goddamn person, Beef. I, my pick is Lesnar, but it Thank would you. not shock me if they go and they have Ray come out and, inter and interfere in the match, or Dominic come out and God. interfere in the match, cost Lesnar the match, and or God. if they go something out of fucking this God. world and have a guy like. Goldberg or fucking oh, shut your whore mouth. No, come I'm just out gonna, and call uh, no, 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 no. Shut your mouth with Goldberg okay. right no. there. Nope. Okay. Um, all right. Same. Do we want to do we want to pick the three matches that are announced for Hell in a Cell now, or do we want to just wait? No, nah, let's yeah, let's let let's save them for our own personal views. Plus, it'll get hits on the web page. Check out our Facebook page, and uh, maybe if we get maybe maybe if we get Swifty, we might uh, put them on the Instagram as well uh, with our own personal videos. Uh, well, for our picks on Hell in a Cell, yeah, probably going to be done on Saturday, I would say. Um, well, I would say as long as we have them done by noon on Sunday, I think we're good. Oh, fuck, guys. Right. So, you know, giving us, giving us a little time. Or, you know, or do we want to pick a little bit later? I mean, I don't care. It's it's not like it's the end of the world. It's not Wait, like Hell we in have a Cell's this Sunday? Yeah. It's this Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I've been that then far out of the loop, man. I've been that there's, far there's three the matches announced. So that's why I'm saying after SmackDown, we should know all of the card, or at least most of the card. So at that point, we can at least make educated uh, guesses. Yeah. So so what do you say? Like you want to have them in by like a certain time on Sunday? What do you say, champ? Um, I say we you have there, to have them in. What time is the event? The actual proper event start seven. 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 Uh, they have to be in by six fifty nine. <laughs> well, okay. don't forget that. Don't forget, there's gonna probably be a pre-show. So, I mean, you know, you might want to get it in before the pre-show. Even well, yeah, six fifty-nine. Well, no, that if there's a match that if there's a match on the card, let that me ask you ends a question on the pre-show. Who yeah. gives a fuck about the pre-show? No. Um. Okay. Well, then <laughs> the we'll say how about point. we'll say how about uh four p.m. Sunday. Sounds good. There to you me. go. Okay. Um, and that said, let's, uh, real quick, let's move on to some hot tag trivia. Um, uh, if can we, we have, if thank the sponsors first, mm, we certainly nah, we can. can. Nah. Why don't you take it, Mr. The bar? Do you like to talk? So I go right ahead. I certainly can. I want to thank, uh, I want to thank, uh, our very own Nobody. Mr. Tiger. Uppercut. Bomb Tom. Wow. You're, I'm sorry. We're thanking you, Tom. I'm, I'm channeling ransom. I'm channeling ransom. No, but the, no look, you want someone to, th you want someone to channel ransom. I'll fucking do it right now. I'll fucking do it. I'm going to go climb a tree. I'm going to fall out of it. I'm going to hurt myself. I'm going to drink a beer. I'm going to. There. How about <laughs> there that? Go. 
I love you, Ransom. We miss you very much, buddy. I hope you're uh, I hope you're doing okay off doing whatever insane people do. All right, doing the Lord's work. Doing the Lord's work. Yes, that's anytime any of us is not available on a podcast, we're off doing the Lord's work. Okay. To be fair, I think I think I think I think I think the Jack in the Box. To be fair, you're all awful. Anyway, go on. To be fair, uh, Ransom, I think posted those pictures of him meeting the uh, the fake NWO. So I think I think I think the Jack might be out of the box on that. So uh, Jack, Jack he, uh, is out of the box. Ran- Ransom is off uh, with his pin particles. Uh, you know, discovering the NWO. So uh, you know, yeah, we, we 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 do miss you, buddy. We do miss you. But um, uh, no, thank you very much, Tiger Bomb Tom, Casual Gaming Dad on Facebook, uh, and uh, YouTube and Twitch. Check him out. His streams are amazing. Um, and he is such a great supporter along with, uh, his sponsor and now subsequently in a weird kiss your cousin kind of way, our sponsor Gould gaming. Um, <laughs> that's a very good description. Oh, and by the, and by the way, the, yes. the, the, the P3 shirts are not up in my section yet. So I'll actually, I'll talk to, I'll talk to Taylor tomorrow about that and make Nifty. sure they get up there ASAP. You get your very own P3 podcast shirt. Um, and uh, also, Beef, I'm going to hand it over to you to thank Mr. Sean Tischler. Because I did such a great job with it earlier. Uh, we did. definitely want to thank Sean Tischler and uh, his work uh, that he has done with the local independent scene of central Pennsylvania, specifically bringing uh, IWC into the fold. Um, the show on October the 12th, that's right, October the 12th, not the 20th, brother. Uh, the show on October the 12th is uh, going to be the 10-year anniversary of when IWC first rolled into town. Uh, and he had a lot to do with that. He has a lot to do with most of the indie stuff that comes through uh, central Pennsylvania. So um, definitely give him a shout. Um, you know, drum drum some business up for him. Talk to him for some tickets for VIP tickets for ringside and for uh, general mission as well. You can also purchase the general mission at the door. You can also pick pick up your tickets on the IWC website as well for Clearfield X. Uh, we are super excited <coughs> to uh, to be in the throng of uh, of uh, the Clearfieldians there. So, yes, sir. Throng. Yes, sir. That sounds dirty. Anyways, speaking of dirty deeds and dirty things, let's get to some hot tag trivia. Uh, fellas, do you, do you mind if uh, if I have a preference of who I asked this week? Uh, I would like to ask Beef just because he has a better knowledge. Like, he has a, he's more wow. ingrained in the question that I have. Like, okay, that's uh, no no offense. Like it it really is. Also, do we have a stump the chumps? I say we save we that do, for next week. But we can but... save it for save it for, for, for next week. Yes, yeah, sir. Let's yeah. do that. Yeah. Cause the cause Ransom is the chumpiest of all the chumps of us all. Wow. Alright, so if Poot's asking ah. me <laughs> So if Poot's asking me, that means I'm asking Tom and Tom's asking Poot. Alright. Yep. Uh go ahead and lead it off, Poot, because I I'm gonna close all that right. one out. So beef. Independent wrestling is amazing, and IWC Clearfield is uh, amazing. I, unfortunately, every single time Sean Tischler, the man himself, or uh, my buddy Steve uh, Kirsch got a hold of me to say, hey, you want to go see the show? I had something going on, Uh, whether it was uh, championship things or uh, music-related fantasticness. I always could not go or come to see you dum-dums, by the way. I missed a couple shows because I was coming to see you idiots. Um, Anyway, there have been a lot of very famous, now famous wrestlers who are involved in NXT, some in AEW, some on WWE main roster, who have come through 
IWC Clearfield. I'm going to give you four names, Beef. I want you to tell me which one of these wrestlers has not appeared at an IWC Clearfield show. You ready? Oh, okay. The four names are Johnny Gargano, Elias, Keith Lee, and Facade. Facade Facade for sure has been there. I was going to say, I actually... Oh, I'm sorry. I got excited for a second. I actually got to work, uh, work like Facade was a client of mine, actually, a little while back. Hmm. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, uh, he'll be he'll be sorry. at the show, by the way, on on yes, uh, on the twelfth. He will. Oh, yeah. That'll be awesome. I hope. Hopefully, he remembers who the hell I am. <laughs> um. Maybe so Facade certainly has been there before. Uh, Elias, I think, is a slam dunk because he's a Pittsburgh guy, and it wouldn't shock me if he was he, with an IWC. Uh, he is. Um. <laughs> Look at you trying to plant reasonable doubt. Keith Lee and Gargano, those that that's a toughie. Uh because Gar Gargano's been in NXT for a long time, but it hasn't been ten years, that's for sure. Um and he's a Cleveland guy, which is pretty much Pittsburgh adjacent, more or less. They they, they work the same routes. I don't know enough about Keith Lee to be educated about it. Now, you're talking about just specifically IWC Clearfield shows, right? Yes. IWC Clearfield shows. Your four choices are Facade, Keith Lee, Elias, and Johnny Gargano, who has not appeared at an IWC Clearfield show. So I had no idea that those uh, other three had been to an IWC Clearfield show, which shows you to go out and see the show on October the 12th because you never know what you're going to see. Uh, I will say the one who has not been there was Keith Lee. You are absolutely correct. Very good. Very good logic, by the way. Yes, very good um, reasonable deduction. I thought it was going to be a trick question. You were going to say, ha, surprise, they all have been. No, I actually, but... uh, when when I met up with Sean today um, to chit-chat um, and uh, pick up our tickets, yes. um, uh, I, I, I was talking to him, and he was telling me about some of the people that came through. And I was sitting here, I'm like, Gargano was in Clearfield? Oh. Uh, what? Yeah. How did I not fucking know Gargano was in Clearfield? Well, at the time, though, I didn't know who Johnny Gargano was. Yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. No, like, I mean, nobody I wasn't, knew who Johnny Wrestler was. I, yeah. I really was not ingrained in this heavy in wrestling. So, you know, and I asked him, I, I literally asked him, I said, do you ever have Keith Lee here? And he goes, no, we never got Keith Lee in. And I asked them the next question I asked him, I said, all these guys who come in, these independent guys, I said, like, are they as nice as they seem or are they assholes? He goes, dude, every single one of them are super fucking nice. He said, like, they're all nice. He said, like, people who now, he said, nowadays in the wrestling industry on the independent promotions, people who are assholes don't last. I believe it. Yeah, he told me, he's like, straight up, anyone who has an <coughs> ego or anyone who's a shithead, they're they don't last he said like yep. everyone is super nice and super gracious and everything so good on you beef good logic i'm proud of you buddy that may have been the first like um hat tag trivia that i've gotten right in a long time I... so it's, it, it's, it's, it's been a hot minute all right so it is the season we are moving right along into the uh the spoopy season uh the uh the the, the hallow thankmas uh, a season. 
uh, which is uh, coming up on Survivor Series, which is a great event, a very historic event. Uh, I'm going to dial back to the original Survivor Series, which I believe was 1989. Um, so... The term traditional Survivor Series match indicates that it is typically a 5-on-5, five five, sometimes a 4-on-4, four four, some cases a 10-on-10 ten ten match. I want you to tell me how many traditional Survivor Series matches there were at the first Survivor Series, how many non-traditional Survivor Series matches there were, and who was the sole survivor in the main event of nope. the first... Uh... <laughs> don't know. Don't, not going to waste your time. Pass. Right. Let's move so, along. So, 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 so. So, so, so I will tell you the participants of the main event. Don't care. Um, <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. I care, B. Uh, no, okay. uh, no so go ahead. The, go ahead. The participants were... I, I'll, say, I'll the... say there was... Sorry, I'll say there was one traditional uh, Survivor Series uh, event. It was probably the main event. But other than that, I couldn't give you shit. Like, I, okay. I have no idea. So the main event was Andre the Giant, Butch Reed, King Kong Bundy, One Man Gang, and Rick Rude with Bobby Heenan and Slick uh, versus Bam Bam Bigelow, Don Morocco, Hulk Hogan, Ken Patera, and Paul Orndorff. Who was the sole survivor in that match? And there was, I, I will tell you that there was one sole survivor. Uh, well, I mean, you said the first Survivor Series was 89? Yes, uh, eighty-seven. Sorry, a eighty-seven. Oh, then I, I my my gut would say Hogan. Uh, you're wrong on both accounts, Poot. Okay. I had a uh, I had a text from my coworker. What uh, could you run that by me one more time? Uh, how many traditional Survivor Series matches were there on the card at Survivor Series 1987, which was the first, and uh, who was the sole survivor in the main event? Which featured Andre the Giant, which read King Kong Bundy, One Man Gang, Rick Rude, versus Bam Bam Bigelow, Don Morocco, Hulk Hogan, Ken Patera, and Paul Warndorf. Three and Don Morocco. Put your close. Uh, oh. There were actually four traditional Survivor Series matches uh, on the card that evening. And that's all there were. There were no other matches. And it uh, looks like it was about... Um, about an hour and a half worth of worth of wrestling. So uh, yeah, uh, it shows you where we come from. So that's why they're you know traditional Survivor Series because that's all there was the first one. Uh, and the sole survivor of the match was Andre the Giant. I I wanted to say Andre, but I'm like that's too obvious. But uh, all right, uh, Tom, put me out of my misery. All right, I'll put you out of your misery and send us home for the night. So. Um... <clears throat> It, like I had alluded to uh, at the beginning of the podcast with my intro, talking about all these amazing women, who I would. Uh, let's talk about the four horsewomen of the WWE. So this is, uh, in ransom fashion, this is a two-parter. Of the four horsewomen, that being, for those who may not be privy, and I don't know why, but uh, Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Becky Lynch. Who... Which one of those four was the first women's triple crown winner and Grand Slam champion? Wow. Are they two different people or the same? I don't know. You tell me. F uh, fuck. Um, run that by me one more time. That's that's a lot to take in. Of the of the four horsewomen. Which is Bailey, 
Charlotte Sasha Flair, Banks. Sasha, yeah, Banks, Sasha Banks, and, and Becky. And, and Becky. Who was the first women's triple crown champion slash Grand Slam champion? It's going to bite me in the ass because I feel like the obvious answer is Charlotte, but I'm going to go with Bailey. You are correct. Yes. Yes, because she would have been the, uh, <coughs> um, yeah, the as far as the Grand Slam champion, she would be it because uh, she has the, she got the tag titles with Sasha. Sasha has never been SmackDown Women's Champion yet. Oh, so. yeah, that's a good point. I, 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 I was thinking Sasha, but yeah. When was Bailey? Oh, that's right. With the whole Alexa Bliss thing. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. That, so, and that's the Bailey, weird that's thing so... is we talk about Bailey. You said you mentioned Bailey being on the uh, low woman on the totem pole, as they say. But yep. I mean, she's the one who's the most decorated. Well. And yet, well. And yet they've well, done such a disservice to, to her career. You know, well, like God that's, damn right that's... they have. Well, well, let's let I digress. We'll we'll get to that in a second. Now here's the part two. Oh. Oh, part oh. two, huh? Part two. Okay, of all of their, and by meaning them, collectively, all four of those women, I want the number of singles titles, championships that they've held. Collectively. Good all God, together. Tom. Yep. You mean a total number? Yep. Including NXT? Yes. From NXT all the way up to current. Fuck. Singles um, title. So don't, don't count the I'm tag gonna, title. I'm gonna say third. Uh, I'm gonna say eleven. Oh god. That's way low. That's way, way low. low. Is that way low? Way That's low. Way All right. Low. Can um, I try again? Since it's so low, can I try again? That was that was just a gut check reaction. Can I give another shot? Nah. Go ahead. All right. But it's not gonna count. Not that we're really counting for anything, anyways. But you know, twenty six. You were a little bit closer in that ballpark. The answer uh, would be no, 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 no. Let me, let me, let me, let me hazard a guess I, here. Listen, we don't have, we don't have time for you to sit there and nerd and nerd flex beef. Come on now. Thirty-six. Thirty-six. No, way too high. Twenty-two. All right. I was close oh, okay. because Charlotte Flair has been NXT champion once. She was Divas champion once oh, when that turned into the fuck. women's title or whatever. Then she was Raw champion four times, and that inaugural. That first one of the Raw women, uh, Raw women's title was when she was women's champion after they changed that belt over um, and they had created the SmackDown Women's Championship. Anyways, four Raw championships, four SmackDown championships. Sasha Banks, one NXT Women's Championship, four Raw title championships. Bayley, one NXT, one Raw, one SmackDown. Like I said, low woman on the totem pole, though she was the first Grand Slam and triple crown winner, she's only had one run with each one of those belts so far. And the SmackDown one being her current one. And then Becky has had one Raw Women's Championship and three SmackDown Women's Championships. So there you go. 22 singles titles between the four of them. Wow, son of a bitch. They're very decorated. <coughs> Guys, this has been a, uh, a pretty uh, laid-back, chill episode. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Let me send us home, uh, if if I may. Yeah. So I've been I've been I've, I've been pretty salty tonight. I've been pretty upset, pretty pissed off about what Raw was. But we need to focus. And, and again, you know, I, I I've kind of been hitting can been been hitting this point home since like May, that we're in a wonderful time right now. If you look at your TV guide, you're gonna see Raw on Monday, uh, Impact on Tuesday on Access. Uh, you're gonna see <laughs> AEW and NXT on Wednesday. 
uh, you're going to see there there is something on Thursday night, and I don't know what it is. Uh, and then you're going to see um, Row, I think SmackDown, SmackDown on Friday. I think Row is on like Saturdays. But I mean, and and plus you got like I said, the, all, all all these other ones like MLW, NWA coming out with their uh, series now. You know, there there's a lot going on, and it's all positive, man. Like you know, good. Good wrestling is good wrestling. That's the bottom line. And while we're not going to agree with everything, like we are, this is a, this is a historic week and a historic time. And we didn't even talk about the CM Punk screen test with Fox. What? John Leave Morrison. That alone. Let's the, the John alone. Morrison. John Morrison being signed? Question mark to WWE. There are there's there's a ton of stuff that we didn't even talk about tonight. So I know there's, we did, you there, know there's there's been a lot of good news this week. Also, uh, I would like to thank Beef the Legend for uh, uh, going ahead and uh, being the advocate for the Swan Song this week. Um, there you go. <laughs> but no, no, I mean, no, 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 I'm for, joking, joking, real, again, though, yeah. joking aside. Seriously, it's it's really good. This is a good week to be a pro wrestling fan. And we're going to have plenty more to talk about next week whenever we come back. And uh, hopefully we will be a four-man unit once again, the, f- the four horsemen of the, of the podcasting world. But until then, I hope you all have a wonderful night. And for myself and for Mr. Beef the Legend and for your Come reigning... On. What's that? I said rock on. Okay. And for your reigning, defending, undisputed, choose the way champion of the P3 podcast, Poot the Bard, baby. This is Tiger Bomb Tom saying, have a good night, and we'll see you next time. Also for Alec Ransom, forty nine ninety nine, you motherfuckers. I'll kill you.